the valley. You ever read it says, yea, though you walk through the valley? What do you think the valley is? It's the, it's the earth we're in. The valley is the earth you're in right now. Now, I, 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 I want to talk, talk about this with you because I know that some of you are, ask, are asking questions. I know of people that are not here tonight that are bothered by what's going on in the world. Jesus told you, don't let your heart be troubled. And, you, and you're going to have to make your decision, but, but we're going to get into the Word of God on that tonight. Now, if you're not watching what's happening in Israel, um, there is there's a real good chance there's a war about to start, worse than what's going on now. Just just hundreds of rockets, and now maybe maybe quite thousands of rockets. And um, you, you, what what you're watching is the fulfillment of Ezekiel 38. You're you are watching the kickoff to the seven-year uh, tribulation period. You're, we're, we're watching it. Now, I, I, don't, I don't really have it in my heart to preach on all that. I could, but what I have found out watching people is it doesn't help you. You just get scared. You just sit around and go, tribulation, ah, and then you go home, and, you know, you just freak out. If COVID scared you, you don't want to book a revelation. You just mess you up. But the earth, the people in the, what's going on right now, is crazy, stupid, and and it's not going to get better. It is going to get worse. So we we will probably see Damascus become a ruin. Um, we will probably see the end. You know, and when we say Iran. You need to understand the people in Iran. There's most of the there's there's a strong church in Iran, strong believers in Iran, and and they want the war. Now you might think, no, yeah, because they know that the, that Israel is not going to bomb the cities. They're going to bomb only the place that they're making the missiles, and they they want to end the government as it is so they can go preach. They want it. So, you know, and I, and I don't have time to get into the proof of all of this. All of that's in your Bible. It's all in there. Um, we're, but what we're watching is, you know, when you read in the book of Daniel, you remember the, the dragon, the great dragon, the great dragon, the great, it's China. You know, and, and it's all symbolic. And, and yet, for years and years, nobody knew what it was. But, I mean, if you just walked into China and saw the big dragon, you'd go, duh, you know. They, I mean, they got a symbol right there for you, so you can see who it is. And um, but 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 you know, the Lord the Lord told us in Matthew, don't be troubled. Now that that's what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about you and I. How do we handle the time we're in? And 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 we're going to have a good time. I I am. Thank you. So I want to start off, and, I, and, and, I, and if you don't know what I'm about to say right now, the 22nd Psalm is about Jesus dying on the cross. The 24th Psalm is the millennial reign. The 23rd Psalm is us right now. The 23rd Psalm is the church age, and that's what that Psalm is written about. It's about us. Now, he didn't say the 23rd Psalm has an expiration date on it, 2023. Now, a lot of people would think that, but, but it's not. A lot of people are, and, and I, I believe in prepping. I don't believe in fear. And we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But, so let's start off. Let's just start off by reading the 23rd Psalm. You ready? The Lord is my shepherd. I don't have any wants. Not, not now and not going to. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me by still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I 
will fear no evil. You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all of the days of my life, no matter who's in office. And I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, uh, one of the reasons that we walk by faith and not by sight is God gave you a Bible and he wants you to get rooted in it. He wants you to know what it has to say because it's a letter to you now. He, He wants you, remember Mary Fran said, the Lord, she had a vision of Jesus and he said, eyes on me, eyes on me. It is time to get your eyes off of what you're seeing. I'm not saying we pretend it isn't going on. Um, the world is going crazy and crazier. But I believe that the church is finally rising up, and we will see it. You will see the church start doing things you've never dreamed. There will be a last day revival that will trump anything you've ever read in your life about moves of God. And I'm going to tell you, the people that will do it are probably the young adults. I know you older people want to feel like you're important, and you are. Just keep supporting the church, and let's turn them loose. But these kids are tired of religion. They're tired of it. And they want God, and they want to see God, and they're the ones that are going to take this message and go set captives free. You just hide and watch. Okay, so go, let's go back up. The Lord is my shepherd, and I want you to go to Psalm 37. And I want you to get in the habit in your life of reading certain passages to yourself on a daily or a weekly basis because when you're in a situation, you need to read the Bible to yourself. This is your comfort. This is your light. This is your strength, okay? The worst thing you can do is to get into fear and let it rule you. So let's read. Do not fret because of what's happening in the White House, the United States, China, or Russia. That's what it says. 37.1. I, I, I amplified it for you. Okay? Do not fret because of evildoers. The sad part is, They're here, and they're going to be here until Jesus returns and throws them into hell. Now, I now I I watch a lot. I watch Facebook. I do with y'all. I don't. I've got to quit watching it as much as I do, but I do watch it. And I know that there's one lady got on the other day and said, "When are these people going to jail?" And I went, "Good question. They if they do or don't, they're going to hell." And it won't be long, and you and I need to know that there is judgment day coming. We, there are people, we will never see them again. And the world needs to know. You need to know that what God said about what's going on. There is a judge in heaven that is righteous, though, he, though there's judges on the earth that have sold out. He didn't sell out. All right, don't fret, don't get all worked up because of evildoers. Don't become envious of the fact that they have all that extra money they don't know what to do with. Let them enjoy it because they'll soon be in hell and they would give it all for a drop of water. Now, I'm adding to it, you understand. They will soon be cut down like the grass and wither as a green herb. Trust in the Lord. You do good, dwell in the land, and you feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. All right, now what are are we talking about now? Listen, listen. Though Though there's trouble in the land, there's still a Savior on a throne. And at the right hand of God answering prayers, he is still the Lord. He is still your shepherd. He is still watching over you. He still answers prayer. Listen, listen, I, I want, 
I want a righteous man back in the White House, but I'd rather have you in the church house, and I'd rather have preachers in the church house that are back preaching the Word of God because that's the real issue going on in America. If we'd been doing our job, they'd have never gotten away with the mess they're getting away with right now. Okay, now let's just go on. Let's go on. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust Him. He will bring it to pass. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and justice as the noonday. Doesn't that sound a little like Romans 8, that if God is on your side, who could be against you? Now, see, we don't have any business walking around right now sad because the devil is kicking and screaming. Let him kick. Let him scream. And laugh at him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dummy, you don't have much longer, and you know it. Okay, boy, that's exciting. Rest in the Lord. What's rest? Let's go to sleep at night. Oh, my God. It depends on what book you're reading. Yeah. Listen, it depends on what you're... What are you focusing on? You can focus on the bad. It's there. You can focus on the good. It's there too. All right, are you all okay? Rest in the Lord. Wait patient for him. Don't fret because of him who prospers in his way, the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Stop being so ticked off about it. Let me just read it. Cease from anger. Forsake wrath, quit fretting, and make you sick. You don't have any business running around being bummed out what's going on. He told you. So let me ask you a question. If he told you it would happen, and that part of the Bible's true, is the part cast all your cares because he cares about you true? Is that part true too? So I'm going to tell you why the Bible puts prophecies in your Bible. They're not so you can read the future like a tarot card. I want you to go back and listen to all the people that have preached on prophecies up until now. Every one of them have been wrong. 20 years ago, you never heard of Iraq and Iran from anybody. It was all Europe. You never heard anybody mention China. They didn't know it. The reason that it's in there is so that when it happens, you can go, Shandai, the Bible's true. It was not to predict the future. So, so how many people really know what's going on? Very few. It, see, there's a scripture. We walk by faith, not by sight. If God wanted you to know it, he'd have told you. If he didn't tell you, it, you don't have to know it. You know, when my kids come along and ask me, I've never had a three-year-old go, how's our finances? <laughs> Have you got your insurance paid up, Father? <laughs> kids, you know, be a kid. Be a Christian. Quit worrying about the universe. God got it. Amen. <laughs> he wanted you to know. He have told you. Who's the Antichrist? Well, I've already had a few guesses, and they've all been wrong. I'll tell you who it is. It's a fruitcake. Never mind. I pity him. Oh, he's alive. No might about it. When the peace treaty is signed soon, the Antichrist will be in the group. He has to be alive. Because the peace treaty is going to be when, when Israel gives up land. Do, do you all know what? Do y'all know how they're going to pull it off? Do y'all even know? Do y'all even want to know? The Jewish people are not religious. They don't, they don't know their Bible any more than a heathen in America. They're a Jewish heathen. Boy, that's, and you thought they were all sitting around reading their Bible. They're not. They looked at me one day and said, you know more about our Bible than we do. I said, I know more about your God than you do. They're astounded at how much we know because we're Israel. And don't tell them I said that. I'll make them mad. But, but now listen, 
Listen, they are tired of the war. They are ready to give up land to create a peace treaty. So there will be a two-state solution. It'll probably be right at the end of this war right now. Somebody will step forward and the Jewish people will say, we're sick of it. We want peace. And they'll open a door for someone to come in and and sign a peace treaty. And when it signs, count seven. Come on, y'all. You say, will we be here? You know, there's scriptures, you know, there, there's a lot of scriptures in the Bible that the rapture people never answered. Like, what does it talk about when the Antichrist makes war with the saints? Well, those are Jews. Nothing in the Bible to back it up. Jesus even said, when you see the abomination, desolation, he's talking to you. If you're not here, you're just going to die in a car wreck. <laughs> do, do you all understand that Jesus never told you you'd never have trouble? Did you know that there's nothing in your Bible that says seven years is wrath? And yet that's the premise that we're not appointed to wrath, but there is nothing in the book of Revelation that said it's wrath. It's not until the sixth seal, which is about three or four days of, of nuclear bombs going back and forth, that it even starts talk, calling it wrath. The wrath of God is, is the battle of Armageddon. The rest of it's called trouble. Well, see, y'all would have got real quiet on me. I don't want to be here. Well, you can go with him wherever he's going. You're going to be raptured? There's private raptures. and been <laughs> You know, that's okay. You know what? I, I would, I, I, you, know why I, you know why I even bring it up? Here's why I bring it up. What are you going to do if it's wrong? And everybody in America thinks that God's going to pull you out of trouble because you've never had any. And there's trouble in Iraq and Iran. There's trouble in China. There's people dying for their faith all over the earth, except Americans. Oh, Jesus, come get me. I don't want to lose my food stamps. And it gets quiet in this Baptist church, and it's okay. I'm just telling you that I studied it out one day, and I couldn't find anything they were saying was right. Do I know? Nope. I don't know any more than Mike. But I do know this. I have a job to get done, and I'm going to get it done. And we're going to get into one more thing tonight, if y'all are ready. Get over dying. The Bible says that your whole life here is as a vapor. It is called, I'm going to read a scripture. Your life from zero to 90 is a moment. Some of y'all's moments are coming to an end. And you're trying like H to hold on to your moment so you don't have to go to heaven where you would be terribly miserable. I've opened up a can of worms. Let me just say something. I was at, the, I was at a school the other day doing um, a graduation and I, I ask this everywhere I go, how long are you planning on living? I, I everywhere I go, I got several questions I ask people. I've never been answered eternal life. Where did we miss John three sixteen so bad? You're going to live forever. So I asked the kids, what are you going to be doing in 100 years? And they're just, I mean, you wouldn't have believed the answers I got from kids. And I said, well, you need to be thinking about what you, you might be designing a flying car in 200 years from now. And it went stone quiet because nobody ever thinks about maybe the Bible's true. It is. My God, it is. Okay, y'all are, y'all are paying attention. I love this. Where did we stop? Um, verse 9, evildoers will soon be cut off. Those who wait on the Lord will inherit what? Oh, thought you were going to heaven. 
Y'all don't even want me to go down that road. You're not going to heaven. The only reason you have a mansion, that's a summer home. He made earth for you. And at the millennial reign, you're going to be here. And then he makes a new heavens and a new earth, not a new dirt. But he's, you know, he's going to redo the whole thing all over again. Don't know what that's going to look like. During the millennial reign, it's going to look like Disney everywhere without the mouse and without anybody woke running around. But it's going to look like it. It's going to be a beautiful place, and we're going to be the one running it. And I, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I've got my plans. I've already looked for my house I want to live in in 25, 30, 50, 7,500 years from now. Not just one. I got plans. I can't wait to have a church where everybody comes to church on Sunday. <laughs> it's going to be a ball. Evildoers will be cut off. Those who wait on the Lord shall inherit the earth. Yet a little while, the wicked, there will be no more. You'll never see him again. Indeed, you'll look carefully for him. I will not be, but you will be. And they will be no more. The meek, teachable, shall inherit the earth and delight themselves in the abundance of peace. All right, let's jump down. Let's jump down to 18. The Lord knows the days of the upright. Their inheritance shall be how long? Forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time. Now, the reason why Mike wants to leave is he thinks it's going to be bad here, and it's not. Because if you're evil, it will be bad here, so you might want to leave. Now, I'm just I'm going to pick on him bad tonight. Where did we get the idea that God was unable to make a difference? I'm going to say it again. When did we decide that Jesus couldn't keep you even when the whole earth is falling apart? You, listen, what you're hearing on the news, they're talking to themselves. They're not talking to you. They got a mark. Listen, you know, the mark of the beast. Hold on a minute. You know, Justin's already got 40 chickens and ducks. How many, um, how many does Poppy have? How many, where's, Poppy, how many you got, Poppy? And, and, and Steve, Steve's got honeybees and a greenhouse. And if y'all want his address, I'll give it to you. And we can go over and raid his. Listen, listen. You're not going hungry. Food does not need to ask the president if it can grow. You say, well, they're slaughtering chicken. They ain't slaughtering mine. Listen, if you're smart, let me tell you something I did. I gave Justin the money to dig out his pond so I could have fish. If you have children, let them raise the fish and food for you. Don't tell Justin what I just said. But I just handed him $100 to buy fingerling catfish for his pond. Those are my fish. See, that y'all go tell. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you leave with Mike. I'm gonna, <laughs> do you not understand that the church is not going to just get stupid because the world's going crazy? We've always, we know what's happening. We're all, church people already get, you know, I'm not, I'm not against prepping. I'm just against fear. Don't do it out of fear. Just squirrels, squirrels prep. Amen. Some of you need to eat better anyway. So verse 23, the steps of a good man are order the Lord. He delights in his way. Though he fall, he'll not be cast down for the Lord upholds him with his hand. When? From here until the time you're gone. Let's go. I have been young. Now I'm older. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his descendants begging bread. 
to sit around and we're not going hungry. Listen, the, 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 the Christians in Ukraine aren't going hungry. They're actually winning the dead gum war because they're praying. Russia came in, they're going to do, they, they, they thought, they better think again. And the Jews, they're not going to destroy Israel. There's no way in the world God's going to let that happen. We already have them, but no, in the Bible, they're not going to destroy Israel. But they're going to wish to God they'd left them alone, I can guarantee you that. If God is on your side, if God is for you, who could be against you? Now, see, 37 Psalm, we need to, I mean, we need to focus on this. Let's go to another one right now. Um, Matthew 24, 6. I just want to put, I just want to put some scriptures up on the, up on the screen. Let's just go 24, 6. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not what? Troubled. He told you, don't sit around, talk about it, and worry about what's going to happen. He already said, listen, we have a, in the old covenant, God fed them. You have a better covenant based on better promises. Uh, let me ask you a question, I, and I don't like to use Trump. People get tired of you. Do you think his son's sitting around worried about the economy right now? Why would God's sons worry about the economy? Let's go back to Justin's chickens and my fish. How much do you think I'm going to get for a fish? A bunch. You can make money if you'll think. Everybody wants food and toilet paper. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say. Go to 2 Corinthians 4. I'm going to tell you something that many of you didn't know. More millionaires were made during the Depression than any other time in the history of the United States. There was a fire. They call it the Los Angeles Fire. It broke out and there was a guy by the name of, I think it was, not, it was either Kerr or Ball, the ones that makes the jars. Ball. And uh, the, the, the whole Los Angeles was total wood. All the, all the buildings were wood. And he said, I'm a tither. And he claimed, he claimed that God would protect his factory. At the end of the fire, there was only one building in all of Los Angeles standing that wasn't touched. It was the Ball Jar Company because he's a tither. That fire ate everything. Um, 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 Norval Hayes, when we had a frost here, a freeze many years ago, every orange grove around him burned up, every orange grove. But his was the only one that the frost didn't touch. And while it was happening, he took authority over it and prayed. Listen, the, your, your ability to go to God and get protection doesn't go away just because some bad stuff is happening. But, but you need to learn that now. You need to get a hold of that now. Okay. Um, 2 Corinthians um, 4, 7. We have this treasure in an earthen vessel. What is it? This new birth. The, the excellency of the power may be of God and not us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but we're not crushed and never will be. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair, never will be. Persecuted, we will be persecuted. You will be persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, not destroyed. Always carrying about in your body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifest in our body. We who are alive are always delivered to death. In other words, many of the afflictions of the righteous. For Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus may be manifest in our mortal flesh. So death works in us, but life in you. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what was written, I believe and therefore I spoke, we also believe and therefore speak. 
What do we speak? What God said. Knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us up with Jesus and present us with you. For all things are for your sake, for the grace being spread through many may cause thanksgiving to abound to God. Therefore, we don't lose heart. Even though our outward man perishes, the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is only a moment. Your life here is a moment. Now, see, if you'll get your perspective right, and I'm not, I'm not making light of what you're going through, but once you stop thinking that this is it, this isn't it, Jesus is returning. He is. We're watching it and going, OMG, he's coming back. We should be the ones excited right now every day of our life going, have you heard about Israel? Jesus is coming back. Lord, have you heard about China? Jesus is coming back. Have you seen what's happening in the White House? Ha, ha, Jesus is coming back. Amen. We ought to get it. We ought to be excited because that's, that's the blessed hope that the Bible refers to. If you're not, you know, Jesus said that for the hope that set before him, he despised the cross. In other words, you might go through some stuff, but you know on the other side of it is resurrection. On the other side of it is a millennial reign. On the other side of it is eternity with the Lord Jesus, and you'll never see him again. And so if for a moment, for a moment, we're here. But we need to be, the Bible says, look up. For your redemption draws not. We really, we really do need to have times where we're thinking outside the box and outside of your little tiny life on the planet. Well, I mean, when someone looks at you and says you're going to die, you ought to get excited. Glory to God. What was the little burpo boy, the little burpo kid? And one day his father said, don't run out in front of that car. And he said, why? He said, you could die. And he went, oh, praise the Lord. He said, I would love to go back. Nobody over there is wanting back. That ought to tell you it's a good vacation spot. Nobody's come back. It's nice. No crooked politicians there at all, not one. Nobody burning anything up either. Though we, though, okay. Therefore, we don't lose heart. Our outward man is perishing. Now, you, you're getting older whether you like it or not. And I know you're trying every cream. And some of you are tucking and everything. Verse 17, our light affliction, which is a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory while we do not look at things that are seen, he's telling you, stop looking at it. Stop completely focused on the life here. It is not cheap to look at a person at the grave and go, thank God they're home. That is not a cheap shot. They are. I'm going to say something else. There's nothing wrong. The Bible says we grieve not as others who have no hope. But you need to quit grieving after a while because your grieving is not for them. It's for you. What am I going to do? At some point you need to know, I know where my mother is. I know, I know where Lisa's mom is. I know. You know, my, my first wife, we had, she miscarried. I have a son in heaven. I've never seen him before. Looking forward to meeting him. Amen. My mother had a had a, a boy right before me that died, Travis. Never seen him either. Come on, y'all. I mean, never mind, never mind. There's a whole lot of people over there. You know, and they're just like, hey, come on up. Come on home. Come on up here. All right. While we don't look at the things which are seen, for the things which are seen are temporary. The things that are not seen, they're eternal. 
I hate to say it, but the younger people know what I'm thinking. You're living in the matrix. <laughs> All the young people went, I got that. Go to Isaiah 54. I've got a few scriptures here. I'm just, I, I, I want to get you to the place to where you're not sitting around worrying about what's going on. And, and, and I, I really do want you to do that. I really do. When someone looks at you and says, well, you could die, I want you to go, glory. I mean, in all reality, glory. You say, well, I'm not ready to die. Well, I'm going to tell you something. For eternity, 80's not long. Neither 60, neither 30. It's a moment. Now, Lisa and I got married about a week ago. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? How many, you're older. How many of you looked up one day and went, Where do, where, what happened to the time? Don't, do y'all feel that way? It's like, we, I mean, it went, whoo! I think the rest of it's going to go, too. That's why I'm preaching real fast. <laughs> Verse 54:11. Oh, you afflicted one, tossed with tempest and not comforted. I am going to lay your stones with colorful gems, and I'm going to lay your foundations with sapphires. I will make your pinnacles rubies and your gates crystal and all of your walls precious stones. All of your children will be taught of the Lord, and great will be the peace of your children. In righteousness you shall be established. You will be far from what? oppression and you shall not fear and from terror it's not even going to get near you. Now listen, did he lie? No, he did not. How is it possible? I don't know. But in Psalm 91, a thousand will fall at your side. 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Go home tonight and go to bed and don't worry about it. Are you going to eat? You're going to eat? You terror? You know, don't sit around and talk about, oh, yeah, we might die. You can die if you want to. You know, I love history. I love American history, and I have a book at home by the American Revolution. And all of the miracles that God did for America where he flooded rivers to protect them. And, and, I, and I, my, one of my favorite stories is when they, when they hired a bunch of uh, sharpshooter Indians to kill George Washington. And at the end of the battle, there was like a dozen of them that constantly took aim and shot at him. Men that are expert with a rifle didn't touch him. At the end of the war, when it was all over the French and Indian War, and, and George Washington became president, the Indians came to the White House and said, we want to meet the man that cannot die because of his God. Now, I'm going to say something else to you. How many men did David lose in battle? Not a one. How? God. During the Vietnam War, Paul Young Cho, one million church members, one million, that's a big church, sent boys to Vietnam. How many did he lose? Not one. Don't get into fear. Stay in faith. Andrew Walmack said that he was in a, in a zone where he got bombed constantly. He said, I didn't ever pay attention. I just sat and read my Bible, prayed in the Spirit. And just didn't, I had nothing else to do but read my Bible all day long. He was a chaplain. And he said, I mean, guys would be diving for the bunkers, and he'd look around. And then he said at night he'd get in his bed and go to sleep. And all night long, they're shelling them. 
The whole time he was there, they're throwing shells at him. And he's just sleeping. And then one day they came, got a helicopter, put him in it, and brought him home. I mean, God apparently had something he wanted Andrew to do. I think if you had something you were doing, he might keep you. Of course, if you ain't doing nothing, it don't matter, you know. <laughs> That's why I stay busy. <laughs> Lisa keeps me busy, too. She has this honey-do list, and at the bottom of it, she says, God, keep him here until all this is done. And I'm going real slow at it because Lisa keeps praying me back from <laughs> Isaiah 41, let's go over there. I'm just going to read a few more scriptures. I just want you to, I want to get you very rooted, very rooted in this. 41, verse 10. Fear not, I'm with you. Be not dismayed, I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Verse 11, behold, all those who are incensed against you shall be ashamed and disgraced. They shall be as nothing. Those who strive with you shall perish. You shall seek them and not find them. Those who contend with you, those who war against you shall be as nothing, a non-existent thing. I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand and say to you, fear not, I'll help you. Folks, that's powerful. That's powerful. Lisa said one day that Jordan prays Psalm 91 when he gets in his truck. You know, he who dwells in a secret place of the Most High. And he was in a horrific wreck where there was a truck coming up over a hill and he was carrying hazmat. And that truck hit the back of the truck. The guy in the truck with him was asleep in the bed. When he was asleep in the back, Ron, and he ended up in the hospital and just Jordan got out without a scratch. Now, you know what? I mean, I could tell you stories, and I don't want to bring up stuff. Lisa hates to hear them. But the day that I, I bought Lisa Justin a motorcycle, Lisa didn't like it. And, and then one day, he decided coming down 436 to hit a pile of water and hydroplane in it. He happened to have a backpack on, which he rolled over and hit the ground doing about 40 or 50, maybe 60 and slid down the road across the highway and bumped into an ambulance parked on the side of the road and got up without a scratch. Or maybe I should tell you about the time that he caught a cottonmouth moccasin and it bit him. And we laid hands on him and prayed Mark 16. And when I got home, I took it and found out what it was, and I killed it. And Justin said, well, I had a little bit of a stomach ache. Come on, y'all. You need to, boy, you can get on the word of God. Amen. I, I hate to bring that stuff up because at least those are bad memories. I, the Lord your God, will hold you. I'll say to you, fear not. I will help you. Is, if he's going to help you, is, he, is that good help? Yeah. What do you have to worry about? Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm glad you agree with that. Okay. <laughs> Psalm 3. Go to Psalm 3. I hope you're marking some of these. Lord, how are they increased who trouble me? Many rise up against me. Many are those who say there is no help for them in God. But you, O Lord, are to shield from me. My glory and the one who lifts up my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me from his holy hill. I lay down, I went to sleep, and I don't lose sleep. I awoke, the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for you have struck all my enemies on the cheekbone and broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation becomes, belongs to the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people. When I was at Ramah, 
they had a Jewish man that came to Ramah to talk to us about the six-day war. He was not a Christian. He told how they would take the tank and shoot one tank and seven would blow up. That's cool. God is cool. Leroy, that was good shooting. Load up another one. Let's try another one. I mean, God's like, never mind. He's got a video game up there, and he's going, okay, let's get, how many more can we get, Gabe? Let's get 10 this time. Let's get 10 this time in one shot. And they will tell you they were outnumbered and outgunned, and they won the war. And they'll win this one. And so will we. And so will you. God will always make a difference. Speaking of that. Psalm 23, you will prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Put Proverbs 3.23 up there. I want to quote this before we go to the next one. Proverbs 3.23, I want you to see this. And you'll walk safely in your way and your foot will not stumble. Let's go to 24. When you lie down, you'll not be afraid. And you'll lie down and your sleep will be sweet. There's no expiration date on that. Okay. Now, did I say you wouldn't have trouble? I didn't say you wouldn't have trouble. I just said, lo, I'm with you always in trouble. Okay. Now, I got another one here. Now, go to Exodus 8. How are we doing for time? Pretty good. Exodus 8. I really wanted to come here tonight and go over this with you because I'm, he- I'm hearing too many people that are walking around, and, and I'm talking Christians, and, and they're really bothered about what they're watching on TV. So let me help you with something. Has it ever dawned on you they lie? Almost anything they tell you is probably the opposite. I mean, it's, it, I don't even want to get into politics. Right? It's absolutely insanity what's going on. But there is a God. And I believe he's got a plan up his sleeve. Now, don't get mad at me for saying this. My faith's not in Trump. My faith's not in a man. He is a man. And, and I'd like to have him there. I like our governor. I don't want him to be president. Yeah. True. Yeah, true too. I, I just leave him right, just stay right, right where you are. Just don't, just stay right there, buddy. Don't go anywhere. Amen. Amen. So look, look at this now, and I've preached on this many times in the past, but, but, but um, 8, Exodus 8, 23. And in that day, I will set apart the land of Goshen in which my people dwell that no swarms of flies will be there in order that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the land. I will make a difference between my people and your people. Tomorrow this sign is for you. That's powerful scripture. Is it possible for God to do that now? Oh, you better believe it. I know that there is problems in the economy. I know that. No one told you you had to participate. Now, I want to get into something else. You you need to learn Psalm 91. What I'm talking about isn't automatic. He who dwells in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, and I'll say of the Lord, he's my refuge. If you're, if you're not in the secret place, everything I've said tonight won't work for you. You can just sit there and go, well, it didn't work for me. Okay. We'll see you on the other side.
and you can tell Jesus all about it. <laughs> How am I doing, Frank? God has always been able to take care of his people. In, in, now, I understand he has more food now than, than manna. That was Old Covenant. He now has manna burgers. Manna chicken, manna eggs, manna fruit. They were servants. These are servants. We're sons. But God always honors covenant. The minute you bring the covenant up, my God shall supply all of my needs. Okay. Let's look at one. Let's look at two more here. Nine, four. And the Lord will make a difference between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt. So nothing will die of all that belongs to the children of Israel. Every cow in the county might die, but mine ain't. I, I, I love telling stories about deer hunting, but the deer already know when I come to come just give up. Well, y'all, y'all are real good. They're just like, oh, no, he's coming. Somebody's going to die. Little buck, it'll be you. You, you run out there in front of him. We, but Lisa will tell you, we get out there and we pray and we claim what we want and we decide how many deer we want and we go take them. They're for us. And then we do, I do it when I'm fishing. I've shot fish with my bow. I couldn't see. Word of knowledge. I went out in the lake one day, and it was muddy, and I couldn't see the fish. And I, I drove two and a half, I drove an hour and a half to get there. And then across the lake. I mean, it's a, it's a long drive down past St. Cloud. Put my boat in and cross over and find out the lake's muddy, and I can't see the fish. I said, well, I claim fish in Jesus' name. And I really thought the fish would pop up. I really thought that on the bed they would pop up and I'd see them. And all of a sudden I had a word of knowledge. Fish right there. And I, you know, and I know that what I'm going to say to you sounds nuts. There's not a soul. This is a 400-acre lake. There's nobody around me. But I looked around to see if anybody saw what I was thinking. This is dumb. It's crazy. This, it's crazy. I'm fixing to shoot in the muddy water and shoot a fish. And I'm looking down, and I know there's a, I know that I know that I know there's a, I, and when my air started flopping around, I went, good Lord. I just shot a fish with a word of knowledge. And it didn't even get born again. We weren't even in church. And then I stopped and I said, can you do that twice? I shot 10 fish I never saw walking through muddy water. One guy said to me, he says, if we ever have a recession, I'm going to come to your house. You will eat. I'm eating. Amen? Amen. Say me too. Me too. Yeah. Chapter 9, verse 26. Only in the land of Goshen where the children of Israel were, there was no hell. Hell is the judgment of God. There's no judgment on us. Now, someone says, God's judging America. Let him have it. They ain't coming on me. During COVID, where our income doubled, four, went, changed four times. Churches closing everywhere, and we're increasing. Just obey God. Jonathan Shuttlesworth increased. Rodney Howard Brown increased. Everybody that bucked the government increased. Come on, I know. I'm not quite sure. I think I'm about done. I am done. Go to back to 23. Verse 5. You prepare a table before me. In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil. 
What is oil? When, when God anointed David with oil, what happened? Became king. He's talking about ruling and reigning in Christ all between now and the rapture. Pre, mid, or post-trib till we're gone. You're anointed. Okay. The anointing destroys the yoke. I like Mark Hankins' book, The Anointing. The Holy Spirit's a genius, and he'll make you smart. He will show, not only show you where fish is, he'll show you where deals are. He'll show you where buildings are. He'll show you how to make money. He'll show anything you need to know, he'll show it to you. But we're the only people that are walking around that know that, and they should be asking us questions because we know. He anoints our head with oil. We're walking around with the anointing to rule and reign in the, in the earth. Okay, let's, look, let's go one more. Surely... Goodness and mercy are following me around. How long? All of the days of my life. All of the days of my life. Not until 2024. All of the days of my life. All of the days of my life. And then, glory to God, I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And that's awesome. All right, I got one more for you. I got one more scripture. Go to Ecclesiastes. I'm sorry I didn't give this to you, John. Ecclesiastes 3. Some people don't read Ecclesiastes. I love Ecclesiastes. Three eleven. He made everything beautiful in its time. This is a wonderful time to be alive. You're getting to see all the stuff that they talked about for years. You're going to get to see the greatest revival ever hit the earth. And, and many of you will be in the middle of it. You say, well, how do you know I will be? You were born for this time. And he didn't mess that up. He also put eternity in our hearts. Except no one can find the work of God from beginning to end. I don't care how many prophecy seminars you go to. They don't know. But he put what in you? Eternity. You are an eternal being. Say a moment. We're only here a moment. Soon and very soon. Uh, he told Jesse to plan this back in the 80s. He's coming back soon. That's a long time ago. I'm thinking, you thought that was soon? I guess it's sooner right now. 2024 is exactly, it's either 2024 or 2030, 6,000 years from Adam. Dead on the money. There's two dates, and I don't know which one of them's right. That's close. This is wrapping up. I mean, everybody's getting excited about the mark. Don't worry about it, one or the other. Don't worry about it. We have chickens. Fish, tomatoes. Some of y'all's lawns need to be plowed up, I guess. I, I want you to do this, though. I want you to do something right now. I want you to make up your mind right now. You're not going to sit around and worry. And I want you to do one more thing. Quit trying to preserve yourself. You're not going to do it. You don't need to get a bunker in your house and dig a hole in the backyard. With a... I have ammo. Steve has ammo. He has enough for everybody. I'll give you the combination to a safe if you want it. <laughs> I don't really have it. I'm teasing. But I'm, really, I'm being serious. Fear is not getting you anywhere. 
you, Brother Hagen said, you don't have any more business with fear than you do dope. Fear is contraband. He said, don't you be afraid. Fear has the same effect on you that faith has. There was a man, he was a newscaster when I was a boy. And, it, and he was like in his 30s. And he got in a car wreck with his wife and child, and his wife and child died. One year later, he was as white-haired. And it wasn't long he died. Fear will kill you. It'll change your hair color. It'll change everything about you. And you don't want it. It'll, it'll attract the problems to you. And I said all that because I wanted you to see it in your Bible. I want you to see this. I want you to meditate on these things. I want you to rejoice in the Lord. I want you to think about what you're here for. We're here to get the gospel out. We're going to talk about that Sunday morning. This Sunday's Pentecost Sunday. We're going to talk about Pentecost. Yeah, there's a reason for Pentecost. I believe that the best days of the church are ahead. I could, I could spend time talking about Psalm 61 and Psalm 60. And, and, and I mean, it's just what we're about to enter into as a church and as a nation are phenomenal. Right now in China, revival's going on. Right now in Iran, there's a revival going on. They're not sitting around worrying about bombs. They're worried about lost people. That's what you and I need to be thinking about, lost people. Your, your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Quit worrying about yourself. He said he'd meet your needs. Quit worrying about you. Get busy doing something with the time you have left. Live on purpose. Live on purpose. And then when it comes time for you to go, we'll bury you for free. Just put your order in, you know. Don't die while I'm on vacation. Because I'll kill you. No, I'm teasing, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. Marshall did it. Told him not to, and he waited till I was on vacation, and he went, ah, 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 he's gone. Melody got me out and said, don't come back. He's fine. Amen. Isn't that right, Mel? Yeah. Say, fear not. He's with me. Psalm 23 is yours. It's yours now. Practice it. The Lord, He's my shepherd. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. Yeah, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I'm not afraid of evil. He'll prepare a table before me in the presence of the Democrats and Republicans. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for the opportunity to, to, to walk in this church tonight. Every one of us in this room, we make a covenant with you. You said, when you see these things, look up. You said, see that you're not in trouble. That's why I preach this. We will see that this does not trouble us. Whatever we hear, whatever we see, We'll go back to the scriptures and we'll rejoice in the word of God. And we give you thanks and honor and glory for it. And we say our best days are ahead in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Did y'all enjoy that? Glory to God. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com from our YouTube channel to our podcast to our SoundCloud and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember... Our pastor's vision is this, we grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.